flip the page. your eyes, you know, go on a little journey. So close your eyes and imagine that you are one of the disciples. You're, you've been hanging around with Jesus for three years, and this Jesus is so amazing. He makes you feel loved. He encourages you everywhere you go. He makes you feel so at peace. Whenever he's around, there's like this shalom. He knows all the answers, and when he talks to you, he makes you feel like you're the only room, only one in the room, the only one that matters. Whenever you're around him, you feel empowered, and you feel like you can do anything. You feel like you don't feel judged. You feel so bold, and it's almost as if he knows your every thought. You have courage. You can even step out on to the water. And whenever Jesus was around, it was just, it gave you so much safety, so much security. Doing life with Jesus just couldn't get any better. And he even defeated death. He ate with you. He did many miracles. And you were so satisfied. You left your own family, you left your life to follow this man. But all of a sudden, he leaves. He disappears. He told you to wait, but he's gone. Jesus is gone. Who's going to see me like you do, Jesus? Who's going to love me like you do? We need you, Lord. We need you to help us. What are we? What are we going to do? What are your feelings and emotions? Imagine how the disciples would have felt back in the day. This is Jesus. This is someone who's given us everything we need. He's been our teacher. He's been our helper. He's had so much wisdom, and all of a sudden, he's leaving us on our own. And yeah, he talked about sending someone else and giving us someone to help us, but what does that look like? We just have to wait. So, I, could have, I can just imagine how they were at the same time like full of the resurrection, Jesus has just come, but then all of a sudden he's gone. And, uh, you know, all they had to do was wait, so they did, in that room. So Jesus, in some ways, he was their source of security, love, he was their guide, he was everything that they needed. So they definitely needed Jesus. And then a few days later, the Holy Spirit came and he filled that room with power. And he didn't come just like one person, like Jesus was, but he came with the ability to fill everyone with that same power that Jesus had because he was glorified. The Holy Spirit had been glorified through Jesus Christ, glorified, and now sent to the earth 
and the Holy Spirit gave them enough courage to speak in front of thousands and see them saved. So I wonder if Peter was feeling that same courage that he stepped out on the water as he was speaking to those people. I wonder if he felt like that. I recognize this. Um, the Holy Spirit is like the manifest presence of Jesus. He's the in some ways the replacement of Jesus here on earth. Because Jesus said, I have to go for someone to come. And look, we know that. But we need the Holy Spirit, right? We need him. Because we don't have Jesus in our midst, so we need the Holy Spirit. There was such a big gap that was filled. Um, and that was his gift to us. So, whoever's still closing your eyes, you can keep them open. You can open them now, just so you know. Um, yeah, so we need Holy Spirit. Um, I'm going to talk about my first encounter with, with the Holy Spirit was, was right after I got saved. And if you remember, I got saved when I was 12, I think I was 12, um, at the end of the Jesus film. And I started going to youth group. And I think I remember telling about how I went to a youth group, like a big meeting, and it, there was worship going on, and I was just crying, 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 crying. And, um, and I think that that was the Holy Spirit just cleansing me and, and just touching my life, touching my heart. Um, so it was an encounter. I, I think Holy Spirit was introducing himself, kind of going, hey, I'm here. There's more. So it was the beginning of a relationship where I would seek more. I wanted more. I was Pentecostal. I grew up Pentecostal like where my parents were, and then I went to that church. So I was all about, I wanted to speak in tongues. I wanted to, to, to do that. Um, the next time that I felt the Holy Spirit was when I was at a conference, and I went down for prayer, and I remember being prayed for and falling over. And I, nothing really happened. I didn't speak in tongues, but I just remember feeling this peace and this white, like this light. Um, and I don't, I probably was up for about half an hour. No words, nothing kind of special, apart from that peace. And I felt like I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. You know, that's the words that I use, even though I didn't speak in tongues, and, um, which is what I really wanted. Um, but it wasn't until two years um, later that I experienced that. And that was when I was 15, and I was praying really, really earnestly because I just wanted this gift of tongues. I wanted to be, um, I wanted to see visions. You know, when I prayed, I wanted God to speak to me in pictures and all of that. I just had no idea how it was, um, but I wanted it. And when I was 15, we were praying, and I, I ended up, I got it and started praying it, and then the day after, I remember waking up and feeling such a, like a boost of faith. It was like, I woke up and I knew that God was real. You know, I, even though I was saved and I kind of experienced him before, like that now I knew that I knew that I knew that God was real. Um, although I still had doubts, you know, there was a lot in me that was going, yeah, you're just making it up, and it's, um, I still had that experience, like this is, my faith was was definitely, I, I felt equipped and empowered. 
So that was kind of my experience. Nothing, and, and I think when we experience God, it's like Holy Spirit introducing Himself. He's just saying, "Hey, I'm here," and nothing can take away from these experiences that we have um, with the Lord. So I was speaking in tongues and walking in spirit. But I think for the longest time, when I thought of the Holy Spirit, I always thought of him like a spiritual Red Bull. You know, someone just to give you a boost. and um, Maybe you might have a fun moment or laugh in a, a meeting or something like that. But I haven't really thought too much about the Holy, about Holy Spirit being a person. And I know that has been... Daniel spoke a little bit about it, that the Holy Spirit is actually a person. Um, and I wanted to kind of talk about that with you guys. So I read a really good book called The Person and Works of, of the Holy Spirit by R.A. Torrey, T-O-R-R-E-Y, and I really would recommend it. It's like, it's kind of old school, probably from before a lot of us were born. Most part, I think he was an old dude. But it's R.A. Torrey. Person and work of the Holy Spirit. I got it on my iPad. And uh, so I use that a lot in preparing this teaching that I'm going to give you today. Just so you know. And he basically starts the whole book and it's like the Holy Spirit is a person. And then he said, and then he kind of breaks it down as to how. So and he says here, any entity that thinks, feels, and wills is a person. So any entity, any being that thinks, feels, and wills is a person. So I'm going to have a look at some biblical evidence of this. Um, can I have a volunteer to look up a bit of the Bible? Who wants to volunteer first? Alicia. Can you look up 1 Corinthians 2, 10 and 11? Yeah. Yeah. Entity. Entity is like a First Corinthians two, ten and eleven. You want to hear? And you can can you can God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, 
even the depths of God, for who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him. So also, no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. What is what does that say about the spirit? Knowing, yeah. So the spirit knows. He has knowledge. It's, it's kind of dramatic when that happens. <laughs> okay, can I? So, yes, knowledge. I need another person to read scripture. Mia, Romans. to get Romans 15.30 and raise that hand. You have to get it first. 15.30. Sorry, go ahead. May the Lord of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may bond it. That wasn't the one I was looking for. 30. 30. 30. Bonus. Oh, I agree with it's you, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appeal to you, brothers, by our Lord Jesus Christ and by the love of the Spirit to strive together with me in your prayers to God on, on my behalf. What do you think is that one? Feel. And what do we do when we feel? We have feelings, emotions. emotions. <laughs> and he loves us. That's kind of cool. And next one, Ephesians 4.30. Who are, okay, wait. And do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way you live. Remember, He has identified you as His own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. 30. Ephesians 4.30. Uh, yeah, you were so. And I've got here, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Again, it's emotions. 
the Holy Spirit can be grieved. Oh, there you go. So all of these things show us that the Spirit, the Spirit is a person. I mean, has, have you ever thought about Holy Spirit being a person before? Some of us, yes. Some of us, no. Um, yeah, the Trinity is a pretty fun one to try and explain anyway. But this is really, really exciting when you actually think about it. What we're going to do now um, is we're going to, I want to talk about Romans 15.30. It says that the Holy Spirit, the love of the Spirit. So this, the Holy Spirit loves you. We hear a lot about how Jesus loves us and we know that the Father loves us, but have, have you really let the Holy Spirit love you? Um, have we stopped to think about that, you know? So what I want us to do is spend a bit of time and ask the Holy Spirit how he loved us um, or how he has loved us. Um, and I did this as well when I was teaching. It was really cool, really enlightening. Um, so Holy Spirit loves you. Sir, did you have any music back there? Like, Can you get some? Yeah. <coughs> so what I want us to do, I'm going to play some music and for like the next 10 minutes or so, Where? just ask Holy Spirit, how have you loved me? Show me how you have loved me, Holy Spirit. It's okay, I can. I have my phone. So just get comfortable. When the music comes on, it will be less over.
would like some more time. else want to share? Like, was it something, was it, were you surprised? Was anybody surprised at all by what the Holy Spirit said? Let's just be, be vulnerable. Let's share. So it was interesting for me because, like, I haven't really ever thought of the Holy Spirit as a person. Like, I mean, you know, I know it, but I don't ever really think of it that way. Like, I think of God, the Father, and the Son, and more of the Holy Spirit as, like, how they communicate to me, you know? And so I don't ever think as much of him being, you know, his own entity as well. Um, And so as I was, like, talking to him, it was just interesting like, I always write down in my journal, you know, what God says to me, and it was just weird and cool, like, having him say, like, um, refer to himself, you know, and it became much more personal, and, like, um, just him telling me that, like, he loves me, and, like, loves the way, you know, that I respond to him, or, um, just, like, bringing me back to different moments when he comforted me, and, like, I remember even talking about it before I even 
was aware of really the Holy Spirit, like in its power, in His power. <laughs> See, I always refer to Him as an it. Um, and yeah, and so um, like back in high school, I remember sharing a little bit, like on a creative topic, and I was saying how like God is faithful, and like I had been going through a hard time one night, and like was crying myself to sleep, and like asked God to come and comfort me, and He came and comforted me. And, like, I look back now and realize that it was the Holy Spirit, and it wasn't just, like, God the Father, but that He is so personal and that He loves me. So He was just kind of speaking encouragement to me. So, yeah. So good. So, yeah, when I did this exercise, I felt the Holy Spirit just taking me back to times where He's been the one loving me, and it's been Him, you know, I'm like, yeah. It's beautiful, and so it's kind of taking you back to that time when, when you, he comforted you when you were crying. That's so beautiful. <laughs> um, Say, would you like to share? Actually, in the beginning, it was very difficult to concentrate on this, and, and I, I feel that uh, I can't, I, uh, I feel there are so many thoughts in my mind, but then. Spirit started to speak to me that uh, in, in different situations he like uh, put me into that kind of what is that hanging between two trees, a hammock, okay, that kind of hammock, and then let me swim there, and then it was fun because uh, then he started to different things going all the time in my mind and the situation but sometimes it was going around this but it was fun all the time anyway that that Holy Spirit was there and but then very touching was that uh, then I started to see in my in my inner eyes kind of uh, important things in my life where Holy Spirit has been with me and like uh, getting married how Holy Spirit put our hands together when we got married and started writing I just it's like almost like the pen just started doing it by itself um, and I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying like let me take you back to when you were 17 I was like no <laughs> and um, when I was 17 it was like the first time that I felt like everything that I loved in my life was completely stripped away and I always I grew up knew, knowing that there was a God and I wanted to know who he was, but I didn't pursue him. And I felt like he was a condemning God as well. And so it was like, I wanted to know him, but at the same time, if he was condemning me, then I, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> so 
was just a very confused little child. Anyways, and so when I was 17, it was kind of like this crossroad. And everything was stripped away that I felt like I loved. And it was like um, all that there was to pursue was God. But I didn't choose God. And then um, it was actually a time in my life where I uh, tried to commit suicide. And um, I remember, like, going to school one day and thinking, why am I still alive? I don't get it. And, um, yeah, I don't know why today I was reminded of that, but the Holy Spirit took me back to that day when I remember thinking that, like, why am I still alive? I don't get it. And the Holy Spirit said, because I was there. I was the one pumping your heart. I was the one keeping you alive. I was with you even though you weren't pursuing me. I was pursuing you. So this was pretty cool. It's like, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I was reminded of today, that the Holy Spirit is my I feel like, like I kind of start thinking of moments 
that I've seen where, like, Jesus showing me anything about me. So, I don't understand them, like, like, if that wasn't Jesus and that was Holy Spirit, then when has Jesus left? Yeah. Or if that wasn't the Father and that was Holy Spirit, then when has the Father left? And, like, so, like, I kind of just, like, all I wrote was what's the difference between the Father and Anybody else confused by that? Because uh, the Holy Spirit is actually representation of Jesus. Like the Holy Spirit is the it's Jesus, but in Holy Spirit, in Spirit. Like so, it's it's it is that amazing kind of swirl of ah, you know. That's like when you hear me pray, I'll be praying God, Father, Holy Spirit all the time. Like I'm like, you know, which one did I say before? But. You know, they're so intertwined and they're so, you know, um, in unity with one another. So it's like, you know, nothing happens that the other one does that the other one doesn't know about. And um, so, yeah, um, what I'm trying to get from here from this exercise is because sometimes we'll think about Jesus and we'll think, okay, well, he's, he's there or he's there at that point. But, like, Holy Spirit is with me all the time. Like, I'm never alone. Like, He is always there, always with me. Um, he's the manifest presence of Jesus. But Jesus is in heaven with God, you know. But Jesus loves you through the Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit loves you too. The love of the Spirit. So it's just this both and. It's this yes. That's the answer. Yes, you know. Um, and I think that when we can, when we can finally, when we can open our mind to the fact that He's a person as well, like there's three in the Trinity. It's like there's God the Father, and God the Father sent His Son, and then His Son sends the Holy Spirit. So that they're, they're working together, but there's like a purpose and a plan with all of it. Um, and it had to happen because Jesus, you know, at the moment He's a man. He's in the form of a man sitting beside the right hand of God. He's glorified, but he's in the form of a man. So he needed to send Holy Spirit so he could be with all of us <laughs> at the same time. It's it's crazy, but it's really awesome. Um, is there anybody who, who experienced how, like any more like how the Holy Spirit loved you? Like, I did this. Or anybody else want to share? Do you have any things, Steve? me it was like it, uh, he reminded me of my relationships and the decisions I made through the relationships and I'm 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 so happy that I I obeyed him like even for my first and even my previous relationship like I knew something was wrong but I was like fighting for it relationship was like I had to choose between God and her and we broke up and it was so hard for me. We had like eight eight years of relationship and it was so hard for me to just break down and stuff and I I 
I decided to end my life, but someone inside and someone was messing around with me, my mind, and my heart and stuff. So it was like, oh, there's there's better things to do, and I started playing Call of Duty. It's a game, so I I, I started playing, and I was yeah, slightly getting over problems with my own, and that was like him like leading to something else, like to get over. Like my past relationship, I had to choose between to obey God or like you can be with her, like you know. But I thought, okay, I let it go, like even if it's hurting, I'll just let it go and obey Him. And I know, like, it's hard, but I'm so happy that I'm, I'm, I'm listening to Him and you know, going through what He's telling me. Yeah. Yeah. So Holy Spirit kind of comforting you, and, yeah. and he's he's the one that's. Yeah. Now I there. I know like I can recognize his voice, and you know, and even if I do something wrong, or even if I take some decisions, that I ask him, okay, is it okay if I do this? And he's like, okay, that's good. Yeah. If it's fine, then you know, God will tell me what to do. Awesome. And. Uh, Yo, did you experience anything in that? You went ask a question. I was thinking that um, you can mess up for example. I think like the Lord touched me to me that God, Jesus, Holy Spirit needs to really know you want. And they are in different places. I was thinking God is everywhere. In the Old Testament, you see Love 
for me it's extra love of the whole, of the whole trinity it's like i don't know it's expanding my capacity to love to be loved more by god and by the, by by jesus and by the holy spirit like god the father loves you jesus the son loves you because he died for you and the holy spirit loves you and we we see that in in the word here because of the love of the spirit you know he loves us by like by our lord jesus christ and by the love of the spirit so it's romans 15:30 i appeal to you brothers by our lord jesus christ and by the love of the spirit so the holy spirit wanted paul to appeal to them and the love of jesus christ wanted paul to appeal to them so it's both it's both and and that's kind of a crazy thing um and the reason why I want us to like think about it and be like, oh, okay. like some people have had it, like yeah, I know the Holy Spirit's a person, but then, but then others are like, well, who is the Holy Spirit? Why do we talk about the Holy Spirit if it's just all one? Like if it's just, if it's just all in you, you know? So I, I just want us to ask questions and to ask the Lord, okay, how how does this work? You know, manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We call it manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We call it. Um, speaking in the spirit you know there's things we do by the spirit um, and that's his life in us so yeah thank you for sharing and i just really appreciate that and one common theme we saw is that i don't know something with what happened in my heart when i did this exercise i was like and i read it again this morning and the lord's like i have i'm always with you i have loved you by never leaving you um just really talk you are not alone and and it's funny because that's definitely something I've been struggling with recently and I'm like oh of course yes Holy Spirit you are with me you will never leave me and I am not alone is it too early to take snack we can take a break let's take a break and uh, and then we'll come back later to uh, to continue seeing the other actions of the Holy Spirit 50 minutes, then 40.
all night. Oh, no, 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 And then, like, so throat in the weekend for swimming. And then so I just so tired. So, so tired. So, 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 because This is a, like awesome. a two and a half pill. Usually the the over the counter <laughs> two milligram. So you can take two, but because of your inflammation, first it's better to take a one. <laughs> no, you take one, um, say four to five hours, a couple of times. And then tomorrow, it says two two times a day, but you can take every five to five hours, four to, between four to six hours. And you want to take it again before it disappears because for the inflammation, you have to do it again and again and again, one or two days to kill it. If you do and then wait too long, it's it just to get the, the stronger. So you're going to take us. So always have to take with the food. You get snack. Like when I when I came back, I just came back from it was like 10 minutes. Oh, you, okay. Yeah, if it is a like, within 30 40 minutes, you can put yeah. your food in your stomach. So, one? Yeah. Normal one is going to be that five pills. Same thing. I don't mean. No, this is not a Basically, what we know from this, you know, apart from the Holy Spirit having emotions and knowledge and will, we see that the Holy Spirit is active. The Holy Spirit is doing something. He is, he is working. He is speaking. He is crying out. He is praying. He is giving testimony of who God is. So he's the one that shows us who Jesus is, and Jesus is the one who shows us who God is. You know, um, so it's beautiful. He guides. He instructs, and he leads. We need the Holy Spirit. We would be so lost without Him. We need Him when, when we don't know what to do. We need Him when we don't have a clue. That rhymes, you guys. <laughs> Just... It, what does He do? 
He rhymes. Yeah, he's also our counselor. I don't even have that down here. He leads. No. He is our counselor. He is our helper. He has authority. So let's go over them again. No, seriously. He searches. Holy Spirit searches. Holy Spirit says and he speaks. He's crying out. He prays and intercedes for us. He gives testimony and through us as well. Like the Holy Spirit can be the one that intercedes through us. When I'm um, leading worship, a lot, whether I'm on a big stage or a big crowd or I'm in like a, a circle with just a few people, when I'm leading worship, I want I want the prayer of the Holy Spirit to be the one that's that's being prayed. You know, um, I want what He wants, and sometimes that can be like a groaning. It can be like it says the Holy Spirit groans um, in prayer, like an intercession, and sometimes it, he, he can use us to manifest that too. Um, Instruct, guides, leads, and He has authority. Um, and basically, what I want you to get from this morning is that we need Him. We need the Holy Spirit. We would be lost without Him. Jesus, um, He was, He left, but He knew that we we would go completely apart if we didn't have Him. Um, and we can have the Holy Spirit for every part of us. Um, a little bit like we talked this morning. Let's just in our tables. Let's have a discussion. And I want us to ask about, we talked about um, who the Holy Spirit, like the, the Holy, Holy Spirit is a person. And what does it mean to me that Holy Spirit is a person? So just spend a few minutes, just maybe talking to each other and say, what does it mean to me that Holy Spirit is a person? Is a child of I was like, I 
I think you guys, some of you are talking, like, going on to this, but which is good. Um, my next question to discuss is, if the Holy Spirit is a person, how should I treat him? How, how, could I treat, how can I treat the Holy Spirit as a person? And in that, we can also ask the question, how can we fellowship and commune with the Holy Spirit? So kind of discuss these together, like, what are different ways that we can do Yeah. 
sensitive to him and uh, what he's doing, and, like, and fearing him, the fear, of the, the fear of the Lord, you know, in that. Being open, right? It's not. Yeah. Being open to be led by the Holy Spirit? To be led, and yeah, that's good. <coughs> yeah? I was just thinking, like, if the Holy Spirit is a person, then what kind of personality does he have? I've never considered the Holy Spirit as a personality. And I'm just trying to them, I think, like, do we, I feel like he would have the type of personality, like, I don't know, I think of, like, David McDaniel, like, when he walks into the room and everyone's kind of like, ah! Yes. Or, like, okay. when Lord Cunningham comes into the cafeteria and everyone stands up and applauds for him. <coughs> it's, like, this type of presence that demands attention, that really demands attention. And I was like, man, do I invite Holy Spirit into all the aspects of my personality because like, he has a sense of humor he, he feels and so how much of my personality do I really involve him in do I really just involve him in spiritual areas and senses or do I laugh with the Holy Spirit because we can both think the same thing is funny and so yeah that's really <coughs> interesting do we allow the Holy Spirit to affect our personality yeah, he must be one of the most fun persons, you know, he's got joy. So, yeah, just all of that, all of, um, anything else anybody want to share? What are some ways that we can treat the Holy Spirit negatively? Ignoring him?
I just find it so interesting. Like, they, like the, the disciples, the apostles, they must have had such a, <coughs> such a revelation of the Holy Spirit because they talk about him all the time. Because why aren't they going, God, God, God? Like, Jesus. We know Jesus. So they must have really had a revelation of who the Holy Spirit was. They, they had nothing before, and now they have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the manifest presence of Jesus, the one who, brought, who gave them peace, who gave them the words that they needed to say whenever they were um, in front of the council. Like, why didn't, like, they could have just said, oh, well, it's all, they're all the same, I'm just going to say God. But didn't, they're all spirit, 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 because they knew something, like, they experienced something that we get to be a part of, but because we didn't have that, you know, Jesus as an actual person standing right next to me, you know, for three years on this amazing mission trip, then leaving, I don't really know what it was like to, to experience that. But they had him leave, they, they felt empty, there was what is happening here, but ten days later, they got like the biggest blood transfusion of their life. Like, the Holy Spirit came and just like illuminated everything for them. So for them, I think they have this revelation of the Holy Spirit as a person that we can't, we want, we want to know. So yeah, I just thought about that. They must have really experienced something cool to, to do what they did and to go and you know. <coughs> I was reading of um, Acts, selling Acts in the BCC this year, and we watched the movie of Acts. I don't know if anyone's seen it. It's like it's just the scriptures. It's so cool. We watched it instead of read it altogether, and and there was one scene when they were all walking and they were going to like a mission trip, and I just was like, these are guys. These are normal people, and they're doing extraordinary things. I'm a normal person. I can do extraordinary things. Like they, they would, they all they had right then and there was just themselves, and then they they did what God told them to do. So it was like they were on this mission trip, where where they said, "Okay, Lord, what do you want us to do today?" And the Spirit says, "Go to Macedonia," but then these people have to stay here. Okay, and then they go. They literally, then it's not like some Superman. I don't know, it just to me it made it so much more near, closer to the fact that they're normal people as I watched this movie. Um, I thought, I can do that. Why am I always saying no? Why am I always holding back? Why don't I just step out in faith? Because God is going to bring it. And so it, it's pretty, pretty amazing. And, uh, so we need him. We need Holy Spirit. We need him to live our lives. We need him for to know, like when we're leading worship, what are you doing? What can I do here? When you're when you're practicing, when you're doing a set, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? What do you, what should we what should we pray about? Um, so uh, so that's yeah, we need him. <coughs> Holy Spirit, replace the person of Jesus Christ here on earth. So Holy Spirit is just as divine as Christ. Which is what we, what we've been discussing. Um, 
we can't live without Jesus, we can't live without the Holy Spirit. We, we need, we need Holy Spirit. Okay, I'm going to talk a little bit about the names of the Spirit. Um, this was, I got from the book um, that I told you about, Personal Work of the Holy Spirit. And, hang on a second. And, oh no, don't look at that. <laughs> now, can you remember the names? <laughs> The Holy Spirit is at work in us. So it's not just who he is, but he's also doing something. And we saw that by the actions. Um, and he's, he's at work in us if we allow him. Um, and I'm going to go through a few, a few names. I don't have the scriptural references here, but these are, he went through the Bible and kind of looked everywhere that the, Holy, that the Spirit was mentioned, the way. So I'm going to just go through them one by one. The Spirit, obviously breath, wind. He's a, the spirit. The spirit of Jehovah. The spirit of Lord Jehovah. The spirit of the living God. The spirit of Christ. The Spirit of Jesus Christ. So this is the truth we just went through. The Spirit of Jesus. The Spirit of His Son. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of promise. Jesus promised Him to us. The Spirit of holiness. The spirit of judgment. The spirit of burning. The spirit of truth. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. This is one of my favorites. The spirit of counsel and The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And another one of my favorites, the spirit of life. And another one of my favorites, the oil of gladness. So he's the spirit of joy. The spirit of grace. The spirit of glory, and he's also called the comforter. So Holy Spirit is described in all of these ways. Isn't that great? Isn't that good news? When I read this, I was just filled with revelation, like, oh my goodness. Holy Spirit 
is everything that I need for every single problem, need that I have in my life. What do you need? Do you need joy? Then you can ask Holy Spirit to help you with that because he is the oil of gladness. Do you need help in a situation judging something? Well, Holy Spirit can help you because he's a spirit of judgment. Do you need help connecting with Jesus? Maybe you feel a little bit far away. Well, Holy Spirit, he's the spirit of Jesus, so he can help you connect with him. How about holiness? If there's something that you need help with to keep a holy life, to have fear of the Lord, well, Holy Spirit, you can call on. He can be your friend. He can give you holiness. He can give you what you need for the fear of the Lord because he is the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. So he can give that to you. And you, do you feel down? Do you feel a bit sad? Holy Spirit will comfort. He has everything that we need. He has a spirit of grace. When you might not have grace on a roommate because they've left their hair in the sink too many times. Holy Spirit, you can call on even then. It's not a day goes by that we don't need the counsel of the Holy Spirit. That we don't need his joy. We don't need his grace. And it's just, I just want to thank you, Lord, for sending us this gift. Because God does not want us to live our life alone. And he sent the Holy Spirit so that we wouldn't have to strive. Strive to do things, strive to get his attention, strive to do things in our own strength. I think we forget so often that we have such a resource living inside of us. And I do as well. Like, if I feel, I'm lost, I need something. And God's like, everything I have, I've given it to you. And you have everything you need to live a holy life. As David McDaniel pointed out from Second Peter 3, I think it was. And yes, we can have each other. We can have the help from each other. We can be um, ambassadors of Christ. We can be used by the Holy Spirit and live by the Spirit to each other. But we also know that it's right there inside of us. And the Holy Spirit can be at work in us. And I just think this is the best news in the world ever. Like seriously, this, this list has changed my life. So yeah, let's, I just want to spend the last half an hour communing with the Holy Spirit. Do you guys okay if we have a bit of a worship time? Yeah. Is that cool? Santi, would you be able to get a guitar for me? <coughs> We've got push.
who just got really excited from that list, or just what is? Is everything we need? Is everyone finished with it?